okay, I'm here with Uncle Michael. And uh, <laughs> a lot of you know him as Mike Nervous, but I know him as Uncle Mike. And we were just doing a little bit of catch up, but I wanted to hit record because we're about to get into something that's not family related and everyone related. Uh, we were talking about the slowdown, shutdown of New York City. Uh, Michael's out in the Hamptons right now, but going back and forth. And uh, he was just about to talk about nightlife. Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, since this occurred. I think we actually had one of the last events, March 12th at this place, 260 Messerol. Oh yeah, right of course. Before, you know, and we figured we know, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we had this thing scheduled. Did people know that night? Like, was it our, what, what date was that? Do you know? Yeah, that was Thursday, March 12th. We had, we had, Oh, we had so that was in it. My God, I got here on March 10th. So that yeah, was, it was, it was happening. It was still risky. And you know, again, we had already canceled. We had Harvey, on March 14th, oh, which man. was massive. That was sold out. Of course. That was so sad when we had to cancel. This yeah. one was a local DJ. Figured give it a shot. People were already wearing gloves. That People were not wearing masks. I don't know. I don't think the mask was so common. But I do know there was a lot of gloves. And I was staying away from everyone. I mean, subsequently, I found that a third of the people at that party got, got you know, COVID. And one oh, guy wow. ended up in the worst place of all, Elmer's Hospital, one of the DJs. But, um... So that, that shut down. I mean, look, right now it's, you know, a lot of industries don't know what's going to happen, but nightlife industry really doesn't know. I mean, we have, you know, we know we're going to have to work within this new paradigm of people um, doing social distancing in a club, which is completely unrealistic, but that's going to be one of the paradigms. There's going to be temperature checks when you go in, masks are going to be mandatory, and the clubs are going to have to have masks at the ready if people um, don't have them. Gloves is not That's seeming- crazy. Yeah. How's That's it gonna work? so crazy. Yeah. Like and, and why even do it? I mean, you know, what's going to happen is what's already happening is just honestly, maybe this is cool, but the underground, like, right. I mean, we're not going to just like, you're not going to just produce events and have people under those conditions. That's just not going to, that's just not going to fly. Yeah. I mean, believe me, people have already reached out to us because venues are ready to take that shot. But if yeah. you notice, I mean, you're in Mexico, but the thing is, the few parties that have existed, they have been shut down immediately and with a lot of attention, like yeah. front page coverage, was shut down. And the thing is, as a promoter, then your name is gone. If you do it now and right. in a state of crisis. Oh, no, I'm not. I think if you do it now, you're, 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 pardon me, you're a fucking asshole. Like I read this article yesterday uh, on airmail, Graydon Carter's thing, that someone, it was talking about the underground parties. Um, my, my, my dad probably sent it to you, but, uh, like there was one near me, apparently they referenced Correas and said one, they, they didn't say it was in Correas. They said it was up the coast from Correas. And I'm like, ah, what does that mean? You know, I felt like that was maybe a euphemism for just Correas, but there's like a hundred people here and you know, whatever, we don't need to get on this topic, but so, someone died here of, last week and we had a memorial two days ago and everyone was here there's no parties here like for other reasons sorry no he didn't die of of, of he hadn't there was an accident here like he, he died in an elevator it was really fucking horrible but um no 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 one is sick here no one's sick in like like anywhere close so we're we're good here but there are no parties here and when i brought it up at lunch yesterday like, like we we're we're now like able to we all have been isolated for three months so 
we can have lunch together, you know? Um, and I brought it up. I showed them this article and it was like, there's no way anyone around here threw a party. I think if you throw a party now while everyone is super sensitive, like that's a terrible idea, but I'm talking in like six months, you know, in, in three months, like, well, that's a problem. You're right. Six months is really what the realistic plan is, but the way nightlife is a lot of these venues don't have six months of lifeline. Yeah. Right. And then that, I, I mean, a lot of them, yeah. I, I'm, I'm finding out the business models are very much almost week by week with some of these guys. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean again, cause you operate, your operating cost is different. You don't get to make money and you have life expenses, but not producing the Harvey event, you know, Harvey, Harvey returns his, his half and like, that's it. And you're, you're good, but the venue. So maybe, you know, here's, this is actually a cool thing to go through a little bit. Do you want to talk about the economics a little bit? Not, not, nothing like, you know, don't, you don't need to like show us your books and stuff. I don't mean it in that sense, but just the ins and outs of like who the players are in the community and who is affected in what ways. Cause you have insight into this that I think is really, really useful for people. Yeah. I mean, I, I found that a lot of these clubs really do work on the basis where the value they're getting is the lifestyle value. I mean, like I said, I was surprised when I found that some are working on like biweekly, they're basically, it's a week by week thing. When you say lifestyle value, you mean the people who work on it are doing it because they enjoy it? The love of the game. Yeah. Most, yeah. I mean, again, you know, nowadays and elsewhere and good room, you know, core clubs that are really have a lot of cred, they have a good community connection they, you know they, they keep they keep prices on a, on a normal scale um their economics i mean it's i don't know i mean i don't know what kind of backup they have you know they, they, there were no insurance policies for pandemic nobody had that even so, south by southwest famously didn't have it you know and i don't know what's gonna right, happen with that right and, and these clubs their employees it's weird you know the ppp plan was based on your salaries but a lot of these clubs they hire people what's on ppp a, uh, the people that that was the payroll protection plan. Oh, okay. Saved a lot. I mean, nervous. For example, I got that because, and I kept, I I kept my salary, my staff on full salary. I didn't do anything. And it was very tough for me. But then I got this thing, and that was a small business association plan to give companies their payroll and their rents. But with the club owners, they might even some of them might even own the venue, so they're not there's not a rent basis, and they don't have salary. They pay them on a week by week basis. So that's like that new gig economy thing, you know, the government was giving out payroll right. to gigs, but not to the, the venues themselves. So it's a precarious situation, I have to say. I mean, what is going to happen? The, the whole landscape in six months might be different. I'm hoping these clubs are there. I really do. Now, the biggest one of all is Mirage, of course. You know, that's the beast in the market that was doing five to 7,000 people on a weekend or on a night sometimes. They, We're talking know, about they, Brooklyn they, Mirage that is, is actually, it's not New York City. It's German-owned, right? Uh, well, as a Swiss guy and an Austrian guy. Austrian, okay. I got to say, over the years, they have connected to the community. And the oh, no, I, of course they have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, City Fox started in, in, in the best way. They, they made amazing events, and they connected right into yeah. the community. I remember when they started, I was telling my guys that, because I, I was very... Like I was upset for a year or so with my, with my teams that like, we were just, I was like, you're like, everyone was going DJ heavy instead of like the, 
like, like we had a community and we had like a brand and I was like, let that, that's why people come. They don't come for the DJs. They don't, you know, don't follow every trend. Don't just like find whoever's number one on Beatport and give them $15,000 and call them the headliner. You're diluting your brand. Just focus on making a great night and whoever DJs is going to be great. Cause like, we're never going to let someone shitty on the decks and you're like, I remember telling all my friends, I was like, we own this until we give it up. And, and, and my friends, I, I think they gave it up and uh, they opened the door for someone else to come in and do it right. And, you know, people don't say they're going to the, whoever picked the DJ, you know, uh, Maceo Plex show, they're going to the city Fox party, you know? And um, this was a few years ago. Now it's, now they're going to Brooklyn Mirage and now it's a whole nother level. But I remember when, you know, I, I saw that and that was when I pivoted my stuff and I still played my big warehouse parties and I still helped out, but I pivoted my life to be smaller. And all of a sudden I realized, wait, I can, instead of selling 5,000 tickets, I could sell 300 to 1,000 by myself. So I could sell 5,000 tickets with a hundred people working on it or with what I had in the market and my label and all these other things I was doing, I could just do a really, really cool, weird, like bathhouse party for 300 people. Or if I wanted to go get a bigger, I could do a thousand, I could move a thousand by myself. And it made no sense just calling it the Sean Glass party. And I started doing those things and I was making, you know, there was one night I, I broke a hundred K with no partners. And, and of course I paid every, I didn't keep all of that myself, but like, I think I netted 40 grand that night or something like that. But that was because I identified that there was a community and they didn't give a shit about who the DJs were. They just cared about the vibe and the connections and the other people going there. And my friends, I don't know. It was like, they, they like got scared, I think of, I don't know what was, what they thought was coming and they made it all about the DJs. And then City Fox came in and just did better events. They put all their money into production and they okay, got, they took the same venues that we took. They just made, it was like when you came for our party, it was a warehouse. When you came to City Fox, it was Disney. It was like, it was like, holy shit, this lighting is another level. And the DJs just came and played, you know, so they just, they were just down. They were like, I want to, I want to be the one to play that room. City Fox just lifted at another level and all of a sudden ate everybody's lunch. And now they have, as you said, they're doing 7,000 people on a weekend and they're the biggest, biggest dogs in the market. And my friends are doing, you know, they're still doing their warehouse parties, but they're doing it for the love of the game, I think. And it's a different story. I don't know. So what about the DJs? The market, the, um, it could be, you know, we're hoping for summer. There's a small chance for summer, but then things come out. Like for example, this week it came out that when people speak loudly, I thought it was a joke at first that loudspeakers can spread the virus more because they're That's spitting hilarious. out. Now, and it wasn't a joke. It's actually the, and all know, sides I, yeah, yeah. So how do you go to a club? Everyone's speaking loudly. Of course. Right. So I don't so it's know. Like really no one can do like, Coke because the Coke, the Coke heads are the loudest talkers. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything. You can't go in the club. You can't play the music loud. If that's going to force people to talk loudly. So we, oh you know, folks are hoping maybe July 4th. I mean, they haven't canceled nightlife yet. You know, they haven't given us any direction, but right. we have gotten the mandate. The number one, it's going to have to be temperature checks, which wow. you know, is no fun at the door. And there's going to have to be a mandatory mask. Um, and 
you know, they're going to limit the capacity. For example, if the room has a capacity 500, they're talking about 20%. So a room for 500, you have certain ways you're making money at the door and the bar. Now, how do you make money at 20%? You know, it's very tough to figure out the economics of that. You really got to be in it for the love of the game or oh, yeah. you're doing it to maintain for your long brand. Term. Yeah, long term. Yeah. Now there is a movement. I mean, in the beginning, I haven't done the stream thing yet because I just feel like it got kind of played out quickly. You know, I like completely the agree. Part. I've been, I mean, you, you follow my Instagram. I talk so much shit about my DJ friends who are just like live streaming every day. I'm like, yo, yeah. there's Definitely. go on Mixcloud. There are millions, you know, just listen to beats in space. Beats in space is 25 years old. Like we have millions of hours of amazing DJ sets. Like no one, no one's putting out new music. There's no like new club hits right now that need to be on the live yeah. stream. Like just, just shut, just shut up for a little while, you know? That's, that's cool to hear. Yeah, Put out no, new music no, or mean, do nothing. Well, no. So is it going to be, are we going to need to monetize streams? And if we do, is that possible? Are people going to no pay? Way. For private no stream? way. No way. It's a donation. It's a but, donation at that point. You just have to well, call it what well, it is. All funds have been like donations for charities, yeah. Yeah, you, you just have to. So that's what I was talking. If you listen to the episode I put up a few days ago with uh, Ben Jaffe from Preservation Hall, he has been right. doing foundation work since Katrina. So he has, so Preservation Hall is, is, it was opened in 1960. He's the second generation running it. And they have a touring band. They, ha they put out records. And they do now five sets a night right off of Bourbon Street in New Orleans, jazz. And they, after Katrina, they were just like a centerpiece of the community. And there were a lot of musicians and a lot of just people in the music world who were in really bad shape. And they just straight up launched a foundation that was, it's not for, you know, fighting cancer. It's not for world hunger. It is for the musicians of New Orleans. And that money goes directly to them and they do, they do benefits and they still do. And that's what they're doing right now. But, it, but when people give them money, it's not, you know, they do their show. They do their post jazz fest shows where they get like Dave Grohl or, you know, like Tom Petty, like major people to come. They've been taping them for a while, for a few years now. But the point is that when you're giving money to jazz, to, sorry, to preservation hall, you're generally not even doing it for value you're doing like i just gave him a hundred bucks when I, I was talking to ben the other day and i was telling like i didn't pay they, they comp me like i'm family there like i don't i don't pay for anything i just gave him a hundred bucks though for the music you know for the for the because i know where it's going and i love djs you know so i i love jazz i love new orleans but like that's a thing that's like a second thing that i've been brought into just I have nothing to do with it, but, but DJs like, like you're my family. We're, you know, I'm third generation of this. Like we got to keep it alive. And, and I think, you know, I think calling it, uh, monetizing it for value is actually a distraction. I think we just got to say, yo, do you love DJs? Like you have to help then that's it. Not pay money for my live stream. That's like insecure. I think. Like, no, just well, be like, I this DJ is awesome and he's going to die yeah. if you don't give him money, <laughs> period. I mean, you're right. The audience doesn't know yet. No one knows when it's going to come back. But I think the first thing you said is to me very scary, but I think it's my instinct says it might be 2021, six months. Oh, yeah. And, and imagine July 4th would be awesome for baseball and nightlife, but I don't know. I don't want to go to that party, to be honest. 
Wait, which one? What are, you, what are you saying? What's I'm saying July 4th is the dream, you know, like out oh, rooftop oh, kind yeah. of thing. Like, like you have a you have a great afternoon party on July 4th this year, but I don't I don't want to go. That overlooks the Hudson River. Victor Calderon set the play. Fireworks going off. This would have been one a grand slam event. Capacity like 1250. Monster wow. speakers outside wow. on the Brooklyn waterfront, dude. Grand slam. Grand I'll slam. Right? You know what I'm saying? Would have been, but but look, the thing is, everyone's got to maintain their brand. I mean, I've been, you know, just made doing what I can to maintain the brand because it's got to go back eventually, of course. But it might be six months. I mean, you know, it's it's all again. You got to see it right now. I'm walking around East Hampton. I'll be in the city tomorrow. The masks are coming like? off. Yeah. The masks really? are coming off. Wow. So they keep saying that yes, fine, take the mask off. We're going to have a couple hundred thousand people dead by August. You know, if that happens, then we're really in trouble. But what if it doesn't happen? What if, what if it doesn't? What if the masks come off and we don't start, you know, people start dying? There was a great article. I kind of stopped reading all these, like, in-depth, you know, op-eds and whatever. But um, yeah. maybe a month ago. They're all conjecture. Exactly. No one really knows. Yeah, no one knows anything. But there was a great conjecture piece it was a conjecture piece and it was like what happens next and it broke us down into four categories of of philosophy on the virus basically there were you know it, it was one the people who were like keep it shut no matter what until we have a vaccine on the other end there's the people who are just like just open it and whatever happens happens you know like just right. if people die, like, like we'll adjust as we adjust, but like people are going to die. Yes. But we'll also get herd immunity. There's those yeah. people. And then yeah. there's the in-between. Like Darwinism, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm somewhere in between and it sounds like, like you are too. Uh, there's like, there's the but version I'm of, in between, to be honest. but I'm somewhere in between because fortunately I haven't gotten it uh -huh. and none of my family have it. I right. do understand how someone would feel differently if a family member had it and was in the hospital, that's the thing, like, you know, right. the, now that's a very tiny percentage, but they are out there, you know, like well, no one in our family, look, you know, Deborah, Daniel, like they quarantined everyone we know yeah. quarantined very quickly and made themselves safe. But the reality is some people have died, which is very tragic. You know, it, it, it's, it's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm in two places because I know some people have died and I would hate to hear someone say that, well, someone's got to die. So we get herd immunity. But then they're like, yeah, but that was me. You know, that was me. So I would actually almost feel that you are more likely to be in the camp of, so, so you have DJ friends who are destitute right now. You know, you're good because you're diversified. But I would yeah. almost expect, like, I would almost expect, if you told me that you were ready to just go because you have to, because you have to keep the community going, if you told me that, I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't fight you on it, honestly. I'm not going to do it, but if you did, yet, I wouldn't fight you yet. on it. Uh, again, not destitute yet, but six months, yeah, six months. You're going no matter what, basically. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying people I know are really going to be hurting. Yeah. This goes, you know, I mean, I think people are hurting now. DJs are weeks to week. Yeah, the record label though—it's unbelievable. The, like, sales are up, revenues. Well, that's up. what I mean. You you are good, but your people are not. Yeah, yeah. You're you know I see your Juno. You you have like three records like, 
charting, you know, top five kind of stuff. Like you're doing well, yeah, track source, good. like, you know, but yeah. there's, you know, the, and our my DJ friends. Going crazy. Like, DJ friends, it's a tough, well, again, there is, if they were smart, that gig economy government assistance, they come through. Some people are actually getting 600 a week, which wow. is not great, but it's something. No, 600 a week for DJs. Like, I'm not talking about my friends who are making, you know, 10K a night touring right. the people country. I'm talking about my friends who make 300 bucks a night. And, you know, you know their face and they're, they're just their family. They're, they're community people. They're playing five nights a week, you know. I'm talking about right. those people. Those people, you take four gigs away from them and that's their rent. And, and four gigs is fast. And, yeah. you know, you, well, keep you in take- mind that, And no one's paying rent now. Keep in mind, no one's paying rent. Like yeah. in Brooklyn, I think a lot of the landlords. So it is, people are really suppressed right now heavily. But the question is when, when the suppression stops and landlords say, okay, we gave you three months off. Now <laughs> you got to pay your rent. But then but they're still not making money. Started. Yeah. Neither is going to start. So that's, what are they going to do? Are they going to still be around in six months? I'm, I'm worried about the whole landscape change. That's I, like I the landscape completely right agree. Brooklyn is such a great community of nightlife. Right. You know, so I hope that's uh, going to hang in. Have you had people reaching out to you saying like, like seeing nervous, actually like nervous is pretty alive right now. I mean, I follow along, like you're putting clothes out, you're putting records out They're They're doing well. You're announcing new stuff regularly. Have you've had community people, DJs reaching out like to work together to, I don't know, consult yeah. or anything like that. Um, everyone's still kind of in a wait and see pattern, to be honest. Yeah. I think the Europeans, again, Ibiza, you know, a lot of my guys, Ibiza, you know, gives stuff so much money. Right. You can actually, you know, the top level guys, they can make their money for the summer and then almost not chill, but that's what they make because Ibiza pays so heavy. Now yeah. that looks like the island might be shut now all summer. It's looking like that, wow. but it's not definitely yet. They're still waiting. They're still wait, wait and see. There's a huge yeah, part of the industry cool. that, you know, uh, for people listening that don't understand this, but like New York City club promoters, for example, they might make like 60% of their year on Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve yeah. and Halloween. And if you take those three nights out of New York City club promoters, like they are, it's a different life. If you take Ibiza out of, there's a huge amount of promoters that basically just do something back wherever they are. They just do it to keep the brand alive and they're just, they just keep their relevance going, but they make all their money. The analogy would be like two a months. farmer. Yeah. The far, it's like, that's harvest time. It's exactly. It's a great time. metaphor. Yeah. It, it take away harvest time. What do you do? Now you just worked all year for nothing. Right. Cause the brand that's where you, you're right. That's where you basically reap the benefit of your brand that Ibiza. So they might people, operate a party every week they might have a weekly residency in i don't know you know in 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 birmingham london like whatever you know and they net they just they just zero my, my party my reunion party in los angeles when i moved it to new york and did a bigger thing we um we made a i, I made a bunch of money but blaze and i my partner in ausla we never made a penny on reunion la we just did that. It, it was a little bit different because Blaze and I like had jobs and we, we made money, but like I, I, we had salaries. So we didn't need the, you know, the little bit here and there, but we operated reunion just as a zero sum business. 
we right. made money and that went into the sound system that went into paying DJs and it just went into paying the community. That was it. We paid our texts and like, that was it. We never, like, it didn't even, I didn't even look at the numbers cause it was just going out the whole time. If we made more money one night, we did something, we did, we hired a jazz band to play, you know, something like that. Like we did something cool with it. It was just agreed that we, it was a zero profit business. And then I got to go make reunion New York in one night. I broke a hundred K and that's like, if I, and I wasn't doing this as a, this wasn't like, well, no, you know what? That, that like changed things for me. I, I able to, that financed a bunch of things for me, you know? It, it, that's the business model for most of these people. Yeah. And you take all, take that away. And I don't know. I was in a lucky position because I still, you know, I had a salary and I was living, like my life was taken care of. It was just all of a sudden now I had extra money and I could go invested in something. But. You take all that away. I mean, so dramatically without any way to plan in advance for it, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I actually went in and, and increased. I mean, I, I pushed the staff. Like I said, I, I did the right thing. I kept the staff on. A yeah. lot of companies either let their, you know, the agencies. Furloughed and stuff. Agencies. People. Oh, my God. You know, it was like a disaster. They just chopped. But I kept everyone on. And I said, look, you guys, a, lot of, a good portion of the income from this company comes from nightlife. That's basically out the window. So we're going to have to increase our release schedule. Yeah. In order to make it up. And they did it. I mean, it's not easy, but we did it. And we increased the amount of merchandise we released. So it's been yeah. working because I think people are home now. They're not, they're not spending money on nightlife. So luckily the brand has enough audience club base that I'm getting that. I think, because I'm always like, how can people be ordering so much, so many shirts? I thought no one's got any money. But fortunately, <laughs> I think people still have that reserve. You know, they would, they're not spending it on drinks. And, oh, well, drinks. That's another that's blown up. The alcohol industry. They have, you know, tripled and quadrupled. Yeah, it's farm, funny. You know? I talked to friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big drinker. And I talk to friends and it's like. They're drinking, you know, right? They're oh, my party. God. Like every night. Every night. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's what they do. Like to, it's just like, oh, it's nine o'clock. Time to drink alcohol by myself. Like, right. That's and then crazy. I pass out. And that's what I do because it's night. Like, <laughs> and that's yeah. like a bunch of friends it's man it's i i don't i don't i don't connect with that i don't judge but i don't connect with it i don't understand it um that that's cool to hear the diversification part i mean i preach this all the time i wrote that article last week for music business worldwide and a lot of it was right. talking about I teamwork Yes. So, I mean, you know it already. It's not, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, all the stuff in it. Uh, but like, you know, I think a great way to live and make things is to be able to have your balance shifting regularly. So it's like, yeah, sure. You expect it, you know, this quarter it's nightlife, but next quarter it's shirts and streaming and downloads and stuff like that you can move the levers like that and one can go up and one can go down and you can say to your staff hey i know you were spending a lot of time on this lever but focus on that lever now and the company and the the production of of music will maintain because you have yeah. those levers to pull 
And I think that's really important. And, you know, what I've said to a lot of friends, I, I, I have one friend in mind who I like, you know, went hard on because like, he, he, you know, he's just, he just seems so downtrodden about the whole thing where yeah. it's like his, you know, his four gigs are gone and that's it. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, I love you, but like, it's kind of your fault. You know, like he's in his 30, he's, you know, he's my age. He's like, he's like 30. I think he's maybe 33. And I'm like, you know, you just set yourself up to be like, like any disruption was going to like, if you broke your leg, you know, and you couldn't yeah. run around town, yeah. Yeah. your, your four gigs yeah. are gone for that. You know, like you're setting your life up in such a difficult way where like, sure it works as long as your parties, you know, everything operates exactly as you planned. But if anything changes, you are done. And that's what just happened to a lot of people. So it's great to hear, you know, the adjust the adjustability you know the flexibility of nervous it's so important right now absolutely so download so people are download have you seen people downloading more than streaming i don't know i just know the overall no streaming is still blowing up i mean okay. you know, and that, no downloading's actually gone down because uh you can see it you know people are not, not djing yeah they're not djing but the streaming is really impressive, you know, worldwide. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, you know, Daniel's seen the same thing. Because at first we all thought it would be, whoa, the whole economy. Because the economy is a shocking disaster when yeah. you see these numbers. But the music industry, and like Netflix too. Netflix and Amazon, killing it. Right. Anything entertainment oriented right now, what are people doing now? Music and movies, you know? So we're very lucky to be in this side of the business. I mean, for me, it's, you know, I'm trying to do as much as I can for the people I work with because I really like two areas of the world, the nightlife world and the music industry world. They don't really connect that much. In Europe, they do, but in America, not, as much, not at all. I'm really one of the few people who are able to walk both lines. Um, and even the DJs, you can see, the DJs who kept their place are the ones who are smart enough to do the same thing. They DJ and they make music. Mm -hmm. DJs who don't make music right now, you're really in trouble. Yeah, because again, that's the only way to keep your brand going as an artist. Keep releasing music. It, the streaming to me is like the emperor's new clothes. Some DJs are great because they got the lights, they got the people, <laughs> they got the venue. You put a guy in a room with like you know a wall and a you know little record collection. Nah, it's not, it's not working. I'm watching these. I'm like, somebody should have told them you should not have done that because it's like yeah. you're taking away the magic. And you're all of a sudden make them understand you're just a regular D you're not like an exceptional DJ. Right. You how just many, get the pomp and circumstance behind you. Yes. How many really, really amazing DJs are there? How many guys really, yo, you know, I talk about this all the time, uh, you know, like DJing it's so there are so few. So tomorrow I'm doing, no, no, sorry. Tonight and tomorrow I'm doing Ellie Escobar and Justin a Strauss, stream? a live stream. No, 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 no. I'm having oh, them yeah, this. No. I don't want to fucking live stream. Ellie can do whatever he wants, you know? Like, <laughs> but okay. like, I, no, this, I want to talk to them. I want to talk to them about the same things. Like how many people, I remember I got in a fight with someone a few years ago. I'll probably tell this story later. Uh, who, who wanted to jump on at one of my parties and like, and I didn't, I didn't let, I didn't, I didn't let him. And then Ellie showed up like an hour later and, and he wanted to jump on and I said, please. Oh, so <laughs> and, and they were like, what the fuck? You know, he, th this person got very upset and made some accusations at me about why I did that. And I was like, yo, 
I did that because Ellie Escobar is the best, you know, house disco DJ in New York. And he's been holding it down for a decade. And I respect. And he wants to take over at my party. It's my honor. (laughs) And you are different. And, uh, you know, like most DJs are super regular. And it's like, yo, it's really cool that the technology works such that you can be a DJ and play in clubs now. But like 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to. Cause Absolutely. you didn't put the work in, you know, you, you don't really know what you're doing. And uh, yeah, it's cool that you can, you can mix when you see the BPM meter, you know, on the, on the CDJ, but there's some people that have some magic to it. And yeah, there are not that many great DJs. And I guess this reveals that. That's cool though. Ellie's that, those are going to be two good ones. Ellie's got great, great things to talk about. And Justin Strauss, you know, his legacy. I mean, Oh my God. Different eras. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so that was what I, I thought it would be really good. Like, like I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and I want to put, like, one, two, three in a row of, like, you know, nervous. Yeah, the industry. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'll do a lot more, but I, I, like, thought of those. You, you, the three of you were, like, my first three that I wanted to talk about, like, New York City dance music. I, I think that over the last, you know, I mean, Justin goes back to the, you know, the mid-70s. And yeah, he goes back we we cover a lot of ground between the three of you it's cool yeah um but now you think that you know, i gotta jump off because i'm gonna go to a big walk with jake and noah oh yeah okay how are they they're good they're good i mean you know it's been weird i mean you know again they were it's i was really looking forward to next weekend noah's graduation was saturday, was saturday. oh Jake's man both knocked out of the box these are my cousins yeah damn so, but it's been, I got to say, it's been, I've gotten a lot of good bonus hang time with them. Good, yeah. Before they go off into the world, you know? <laughs> well, I hope, I hope college stars next year. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable, the situation where they, both their colleges said they're starting, but Cal State, you know, the Cal State system said no. Really? Yes. The whole Cal State system, the wow. whole UC system said they're not going to have they're not starting in the fall oh my god and the problem is california usually is the market leader with this stuff and they just said they're staying on pause until august 1st that's my birthday so maybe my birthday will august be uh, wow in, that's, there you go off that could topic. be a yeah i mean i know off topic but wow that could be a good birthday present like the crazy cross seeing cross people ocean, right? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> sgb day is going to be the the biggest party of the year. No. The off pause. <laughs> um, yeah. well, so anyway, cool. this is fun, Sean. Yeah, man. Enjoy. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for the time. Send my cool love podcast. to the boys. Cool podcast. I, I mean, I, I watched, I looked at the whole thing. What Can you tell what, does it seem like it's growing as you keep doing them? Oh, I don't even care. I don't really think about it that way right now. I'm in this phase of, so I, I think about it as like, there was a chapter of my life where I was really good. I, I developed the ability to be really good at like making anything get an audience. Right. And now I just want to focus on the thing, you know? So I, I just want to make this, I'm not doing any of the marketing stuff right now. I almost like out of respect for like the world, you know, like I just think it's like dumb to go do marketing campaigns right now. Like right. I just want to make this and make and build it up. And then I'm going to be releasing my new music soon. And I'm just like putting stuff into the world. And when the world starts to reform, like then I'll start to worry about like distribution and stuff like that. But 
I just want it to be good. And it's going to be here for when I decide to like go do ad campaigns and shit like that. Like it'll be here for people to listen to. So yeah, that's cool. look, it's a good brand. I like it. You know, T with SG got a nice ring. <laughs> it works right away. Sometimes, good. you know what I mean? It just work and you never know how far it can go, but it's got a, it's got a nice flow. It, 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 the thing is on face value, T with SG, you don't have to know you. You yeah. don't have to be a tea drinker. <laughs> right away, you know what it's going to be about. Yeah. So it's very good. Good branding. Thank you. There's like a little logo to it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, okay. it's my handwriting. But yeah, I, okay. I painted it. I, I, yeah. Logo. Yeah, it's a logo. So I, I'm going to, I'll be following it, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Keep me, keep me posted what you think. Any advice, anyone you think I should have on? I should get, uh, I, I don't know. We should do a, a follow up. Someone, one of your artists, someone like that, yeah. talking about being an artist in, in, in this time as well. That would be cool. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. I love Actually, the sculptures in the background, by the way. Of course. Oh yeah, twenties, right? Those are twenty. That's my grandma. Yep. Yeah. And my mom. Love it. It's my mom's birthday right now. So happy, oh, happy birthday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you remind me. I have to call. It's great. I'm so glad you reminded me. I call her up. <laughs> Happy birthday, right, cool. mom. Happy birthday, Deborah. Um, all right, cool. Thanks so much for doing right, it. Uh, Send love to the boys and stay, uh, stay safe and healthy. No parties yet. <laughs> all right, peace. All right, bye.